What's poppin', ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the More Better Podcast. We are back. Yeah, it's been a while, man. Uh, I've been taking a break, you know, just been uh, handling life, been doing my thing. Uh, it's been a while since I've been back on the podcast. But in the, uh, in the meantime, in between time, I've uh, grown a lot of my socials, you know, just been doing things to make you guys laugh. Uh, doing me, right? Uh, and at the same time as well, I, I hear a lot of people asking me when is the uh, podcast coming up soon since I've been taking a break. And now it's here. The podcast is here, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys follow me on my socials, you'll know that I'm a huge fan of mixed martial arts. And I'm a huge fan of grappling sports as well. And this guest is very special because um, he is a homegrown MMA fighter. Yes, uh, he fights in one championship and he's a very, very talented guy. I've watched him fight a couple of times and man, this guy is a beast uh, to say the least. His name is Amir Khan. He hails from Singapore. He fights for one championship and he has a fight coming up, ladies and gentlemen, on the uh, on the ninth, <laughs> well, almost forgot the date there. On the ninth, uh, where it's actually good news because a lot of you know, if the, these fights actually happen, that means we are moving towards um, uh, more relaxed measures, and and that's always good news because I'll be able to see you guys at the shows hopefully pretty soon. But in the meantime, this is the first time I've ever had an MMA fighter, and I'm really excited to have him, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you'll enjoy the podcast as well. This is the More Better Podcast with One Championship's very own Ahmed. Han. The more better podcast. Yo, what's up, bro? I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for having me on this podcast. I'm excited for it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, that, uh, that that sound effect uh, <laughs> went a bit too long. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm your Han MMA, bro. I don't think a lot of people have, um heard you um you know uh tell your story about you know doing mma in singapore so how you been man how how's 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 this entire time treating you you know as an mma fighter in singapore how is this entire time treating you honestly i would say i mean i would say honestly good okay. i mean because i mean as a martial artist i mean always we always learn how to take on challenges so this whole situation i look as a challenge for me right. a test a test in my life you know not only right. in my martial arts life but in real life test in life and how to come out for me at, at the start of the circuit breaker I, I i told myself how can i come out a better person at the end of at the end of this right so right. i'll find ways to improve myself in every areas be mm. it like um my martial arts skill be my nutrition i'm actually studying right now also getting more knowledge and cool. what being a better father what are you studying? I'm studying sports science right now at PSB Academy. Nice, nice, nice. That will be very uh in in your within your uh, yeah, you know very yeah. relatable. So I, yeah. I, I really enjoy. Always believe in having passion for what you do. Of so course. I never liked school my whole life until now because I actually enjoy what I'm studying. Yeah, and you care about what you're what you're learning because yeah, it, I care about learning and I, I can actually apply it. So I learn, apply, and I retain the knowledge. Right, it's direct relation to what you do, lah. Right, as mm-hmm. a, as an athlete. Yeah. So during this this period, you know, people really don't know whether fights can happen or not, you know, whether you can train or not, right? So I'm pretty sure that has affected you in some way, you know, that has affected you directly in terms of like, okay, now I can't really do a lot. I can't do jujitsu. I can't, you know, I can't have a sparring partner. But I think it has also changed, right, right now. So what's the situation right now with, with your training? So right now, we, uh, before training, we, 
we can't do any grappling. We can't. We can have to minimize contact with each other. Right. So mainly we have to, we do a lot of striking drills, striking on the pads, combination right. drills. So anything close contact we have to avoid it. Right. I think they call it transferable contact or something like like like, like, like trans. I don't know like transient contact. I yeah, think. I'm not sure the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. exact terminology. I think so. I yeah. think so. I mean, which which to me, I believe my own opinion. I believe is dumb lah. But you know, but it is. But we we take what we can get, right? We take yeah, what we can get. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just gotta make the best out of it. Yeah. And, so are you you're primarily a Muay Thai guy, right? Okay, let's talk a little bit yeah. about yeah, a bit about your 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 fight history and also like you know um your your entire journey as a fighter. Um, you are primarily a Muay Thai guy, I think. Uh, I I haven't seen a lot of um of of I think I saw one or two of your fights uh online, but I think before you actually dabble into MMA, you were very heavily into Muay Thai, am I right? Yeah, because uh Muay Thai was my first martial art that I learned and I competed in. Right. So like people always know me as a Muay Thai guy because back then 10 years ago when the the combat scenes was small in Singapore I was fighting in the local circuits Muay Thai circuits right. and my first ambition was to be a Muay Thai fighter not a mixed martial art fighter you, you because, fight? because mixed martial art was not really well known back then and yeah and I I watched Contender Asia and I wanted to be like one of those guys over there mm. were you were you fighting at a lighter weight or were yeah you actually fighting yeah? my first fight I was at 56 kilos What are you walking uh, now? What are you? Now I'm like what? walking 79, Whoa. 80. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, I, bef- before I started, I was like a skinny, scrawny kid. Like everyone would pick on me. I was like, I was, is it I was like for- one of the smallest and like weakest in class. I, I don't know if this makes sense, but is it easier for Muay Thai to fight lighter at like 50? Because a lot of the Muay Thai guys I see are very, you know, they 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 have very uh, lanky style body. You know, I would say it's easier, but I will say. I uh, no, I would say it's actually tougher competition than lighter weights. Yeah, because they're a lot all faster. The, all the skillful guys, the best guys in the world, are like 57. They're all small. Really? Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So Home you travel the world fighting as a Muay Thai fighter? Yeah, travel, travel Thailand. I fought in the US. I fought in locally Singapore, Malaysia. So yeah, around Asia, mm. and I went to US because I actually did my high school diploma over there. Oh right! Yeah, yeah. You did your high school diploma in yeah. the US, yeah. and then you uh, you also fought in the US, yep. fighting Muay Thai in the US. Muay Thai amateur and MMA amateur too. Do you have a big uh, Muay Thai scene in the US? It's not big. It's, uh, there's a big bigger kickboxing scene, so right. I, I kind of do like kickboxing. Uh, I kind of do Muay Thai slash kickboxing rules. Kickboxing is like no elbows. Yeah, is no it? elbows, no knees to the head, no knees to and the head. You no. can't uh, can't stay more than like three seconds in the clinch. All right, can you sweep? You can't really sweep, yeah. You can't. Sweep. It just depends on. Uh, depends on individual organization. Right. Kickboxing and Muay, they they call it like kickboxing, Muay Thai, like slash Muay Thai in 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 uh in the states. So right. every organization have their own rules, like how many seconds you can hold the leg. Oh, and okay. How many seconds you can hold be in a clinch? So it kind of varies. It's kind of like IBJJF and you know the other the other organization like mm. ADCC different rules there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, like, I think you can. I think you can slam at ADCC. I think. I think ADCC. I'm, I'm can... not so sure about the rules. <laughs> oh, yeah. you 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 don't. Are you not into? I the... mean, I just don't really follow up with like uh pure grappling spot. I mean. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoy grappling, but just not. I'm not something I'm passionate about. Just like without a pure grappling, without strikes, you know. Right, right. I'm more like I'm more geared towards like using grappling for MMA or real life setting. Mm, okay, that'll make more sense for you because like you're more of an all-rounder MMA fighter, and also I guess you 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 started with uh, striking as your base, right? Yeah, I always look at grappling how to make my grappling for me to be a better striker. Right, yeah. right, and also like I I guess um take down defenses and all that would be something that you would you would even take down on. defense and take down offense as well. I believe you know, mm. like with like MMA actually you don't have to be a good wrestler to take even good uh good wrestlers down. 
Okay. But the thing is, you need to be able to mix it up well with your strikes, you know? Right. With your feints, with your strikes. You need to put all those uh, pieces together. Okay. So, I mean, I would say, like, wrestling and MMA is just two different sports. So, like, in, in wrestling, if I go against, like, a world champion wrestler, I wouldn't be able to take them down, give me, like, 100 tries. Mm. But in an MMA setting, I, I'm confident I can take them, take them down. But because of my combinations, because of my... Um, the way I put my strikes and wrestling together. Yeah, I think um, there was one fight um, that I think this was way before before everything. Like, you know, this was I, I think you guys were still fighting in an octagon at that point in time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you got caught in an armbar and then you escaped, right? Yeah, yeah it was a very back, it was yeah. a very deep armbar too, right? Who was that guy that you were fighting? Von Donier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Philippines, yeah. you had an armbar and it was like, was it deep? Did you did your did your elbow hyper extend at that Actually, point? Actually, it was it was a kimura. So okay. I, I felt it was deep, but I mean, yeah. it was a shoulder lock. So in my mind, I was just like, okay, if it breaks, it breaks. The worst thing happened, it just, it, my shoulder will pop out. It's, right. For me, it's like not the worst thing. So I was just, okay. I was just trying to battle through it. And luckily he kind of gave out the position. Mm-hmm. So I managed to capitalize and choke him in the last round. Right, right. But it wasn't, was it very deep into the, into um, the, into popping? I'm not sure exactly how close to the popping. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the how did it feel like at time measurements. But, but at at a t- at a point of time, I was just like, like fuck, fuck it. it, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck it, yeah, go in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but you won that fight, right? Yeah, I won that fight. So I ended up uh, escaping the Kimura attempt and getting his back and choking him out. Yeah, I think it's a very um, it's it's a it's two different experiences that you have to adapt to when you fight in a cage as opposed to you fighting in a ring. Like, I think everybody can see that. Like, if, if you're in a cage, you can use the cage to lean. You can use your, your, your back to climb up the cage, you know. And also, I think a lot of clinching positions yeah. are, are, are very... They, they, they can work with you better when, when you have the cage as the leverage. But now that you are fighting in the ring... No, I mean, we, we fight. Watch of still do events in the uh, ring and cage as well. Yeah. So it's not only in the ring right now. Yeah, but how do you adapt to that? Like when you fight in the ring now, now that you like sometimes when you have to change and you have to fight in the ring instead of a cage, like how does how how do you adapt your 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 fighting style? I mean, fighting style will be almost the same. Or the only thing difference is just the wall work, you know, right? The way, the way you escape, you can't use the the fence to get up from a takedown. You can't use the fence to your advantage or disadvantage. Mm, mm, so mm, it, it's a small component that obviously it's very important, but right. For me, I tra- always, you know, uh, put my practice around. For me, I always train how to be a better martial artist, no matter where the setting is. If right. that makes sense, yeah, 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 that's how my mindset is. You know, that makes complete I, sense. I don't yeah. really care if it's under the block, if it's in a room, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's in a cage, in a ring. Mm, mm. I should be able to beat that guy anywhere you put me in. Right. So I don't, I don't really in my mind, I just don't really believe like, oh, I have to train specifically just for the cage. Mm. But obviously, obviously, if like. If I sign the fight and the fight says oh, I'm going to fight in a cage, mm. then I'm just going to go over st- some details that will give me more advantage. Mm. But as a whole, like in the whole year, I always see how to how to train in and fight, uh, fight and kind of take the guy out in any where possible. Mm. That's interesting. Um, how does your fight team now uh, work? Like like when your training camp. You know, like how, how, what is the, what is the whole um, training camp like now, especially during COVID, you know, like how has your team now uh, adapted to the times and also like how, how, how do you work towards the training? Because I know that you're fighting on the ninth, right? So that's what's mm-hmm. happening, right? You're fighting on the ninth. Um, 
details uh, hopefully when this is out the details will be out soon right uh, but at the same time um, I'm pretty sure right now it's fight camp for you are you starting do you have to cut weight now Like is that? Yeah, I'm actually on like on a calorie deficit, so I'm like dropping a bit weight. <laughs> so I'm a bit skinny right now. I mean, uh, but yeah, so I have to drop a bit weight. So I'm in fight camp right now. Mm-hmm. But obviously, the fight camp it's a bit different in a different setting because we can't grapple. The right, only grappling right. we can do is in our mind. So mm-hmm. like, I do a lot visualization on on grappling. Obviously, it's not the most ideal. Okay. Because it's just in your mind. Okay. But I mean, it is what it is, and you gotta have to adapt, right? You have to right. adapt. Adapt. Everyone's going through the same thing, so. I understand. Yeah. So, but yeah, most of our training is geared around striking, striking concept for MMA specific, mm-hmm. and we do a lot of strength conditioning to make sure we are like on optimal shape. And, and yeah, so grappling, is, grappling is wise, same, is it the same team since uh, since you started? Uh, I mean, uh, since you right, started right now this year, we have a new head coach, uh, right? Coach here, mm-hmm. and yeah, he he joined the team early this year, mm-hmm. and right now. Uh, after the circuit breaker, he's able to come down, and right now I've been training with him for a few months now. So he's your uh, striking coach. He's a head coach. He's a head coach. Head coach right, for right. Evolve MMA. Right, right, right. So, so with Evolve also, like, um, yeah, some of the people in your, your in your team, I'm pretty sure has changed because you have to adapt to the times and mm. stuff like that, and because of you know, um, yeah, people just there's always a turnover rate with the team, right? So how 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 does it uh, affect your training when like or or do you find that um, You are more diversified with your training when you change uh, your trainers and all that. I, so basically, my my tra- my training don't don't really change. I mean, like, oh okay. So my head coach changes right, because right, right. for evolve, I mean, the last four years we didn't really had a fixed head coach. Okay. We we are we kind of pick out. We have so many world champions over at evolve MMA, so we right. kind of pick our own coaches mm-hmm. to go along in our. Co- Team and Cornerman, mm-hmm. so we didn't have like a fixed head coach. Okay. Until recently, we uh, this year we had a we had a head coach, a uh, coach here. So okay. he he got like appointed as a head coach for the Evolve Fight Team, and right now mm-hmm. he managed the, all the fighters. So he makes sure that let's say, okay, look at me, Amir. What what does he need? He need to work on his boxing, jitsu. Mm-hmm. So he also appoints other assistant coaches, and mm-hmm. he kind of come with an overall game plan for individual fighter. Mm, right, right. Do, do you do do you like boxing? Like do because like, you mentioned boxing like do you do, do you like training boxing or Yeah, what? I mean I to be, uh, as most of you guys know I I like striking. Striking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I just more drawn towards striking and yeah, I enjoy boxing, mm. Muay Thai, anything related to striking I really I really enjoy and I really enjoy training to it. But of course, you know, grappling is a big part of it, and I really invest a lot of time in grappling because it's really important aspect of MMA as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's, um, I I find that certain things. Uh, I guess because when you do when you grapple a lot, you things you think that things work. Uh, during the grappling, um, in a grappling setting, but when the grappling is when you add strikes to the grappling, yeah, really, yeah when someone punches really, in the face, yeah, it really just changes story, the whole yeah. thing. Like I would not put anybody in my close guard if I'm fighting MMA. Mm. You know, <laughs> like like if you get somebody in your close guard, then you you actually are not really that much in a dominant position because like if he he can strike you if he's upright, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, so yeah. Uh, pulling guard on someone is a, one of the worst things you can do in MMA <laughs> with like punches raining down in your face. So yeah. Right. Have you ever gotten into like like foot locks or stuff like that during MMA fights? I've almost gotten but I gotten out. So Oh, really? Yeah. But I know uh, like yeah, I was fighting a uh, Korean guy. I forgot I forgot his name exactly but mm. he got me in like a tight heel hook. Oh, serious? And I actually tore my LCL for that fight. Fuck. But I mean, I managed to wiggle my way out and Shit. managed to did the escape properly and I uh, 
So I escaped and he was completely exhausted because he was putting his whole life into yeah. into the full lock and and he tore your LCL. Yeah, he tore my LCL <laughs> and I like thankfully I managed to came out victorious victorious on the fight. Oh right. So like he, but could you hear it? Could you feel it at that point of time when when your LCL was torn? Again, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Break! I was like, fucking okay, break it! <laughs> no, I, I just for me, like you know, like if ligaments, like my knee, my my arm. Right. Kind of rather, kind of I'll kind of rather test it and see how far I can go because it's not mm. the worst. I don't know. It's just like I don't re- don't really like to tap to those kind of. I'm not very sure. I mean, you're you're a sports science student, so uh, like, are uh, there some regenerative uh, ligaments and some not regenerative ones, like? Like LCL, can it grow back? I mean, you, I mean, if you tear it, obviously, it's, once you tear it, you can't grow back. Obviously, you can yeah, just yeah, like yeah. kind of rehab, make it stronger. You can make the surrounding joints stronger. But right, right, once right. it's there, it's there, right? It's right, like right, permanent right. damage. But in the okay. fight, I don't think about all these scientific applications, right? Right. Sometimes the fight in the, in the this is all rehab, lah. If you go into rehab, yeah, you go rehab yeah. and stuff. So right now, in in the fight, I mean, mm. I mean, there is like I can't. In a fighter mindset, you don't really think what's smart to do at that at that moment. All you want to do is win. You want to you want to dominate. You want to take the guy out. So yeah. obviously, getting punched in the face is not according to science. I mean, it's not healthy as well. But we still uh. do it because it's just part of nature of the sport. Mm-hmm. So right now, um, do you like do you study your opponent right now? Like, do you know like are you are you right now in the in 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 the mind uh frame of like studying your opponent? Because I understand like sometimes you would watch your opponent's fights, you know, to know his style, to know his weaknesses, to know his strengths, right? So do you spend a lot of time doing that? So yeah, me, me and my coaches, we we sit down, we write notes on my opponents. Mm-hmm. So we we see what he likes to do and what he doesn't like to do mm-hmm. and what his strengths and weaknesses and we compare our strengths. So I, I write down my strengths, my weaknesses and see how we fare against the fight and we come out the game plan uh, and we find what works best against him. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, our fighters adapt and change through each fight. So right. we, we have a set game plan in our mind, but that doesn't limit me to the only thing I can do. Mm. So we have like a rough idea, but at the end of the day, when I go to the stage, I go to the cage, I have to kind of flow, flow do my own flow. That is true though, because like, um, I don't know about, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of elements into MMA, but you know, when personally, if I even dabble into small competitions, also like the, 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 uh, the intensity and the adrenaline leading up to like just these competitions, right? It's, it's insane. So I can only imagine if 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 you have to prepare for somebody coming at you in all angles, you know, not just in in in, in grappling. Like if like for me, if I enter a jujitsu fight, I know that I'm not gonna get punched in the face, right? I know that I'm not gonna get caught in this situation. I'm just supposed to do this and that, and then it's a question of whether I do it well or not, right? But for MMA. I'm pretty sure like all your senses must be a hundred percent heightened because like, all right, if he punches me, he might change his levels and now start to take me down and then I'm going to defend that. Right. And then, uh, where do I go from that? Like there's, there's so many things that he could do to you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. It's yeah. Def- Cause, uh, MMA is an open skill spot, which is yeah. like, you wouldn't know what's coming. I mean, as much as you can predict what he's going to do, you will never know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. may think he likes it. He's been throwing his right hand for the last 10 fight. You yeah. might come out with like throwing low kicks or trying to take you down. So exactly, it's very unpredictable. And that's also one thing we have to keep in mind. So we have to kind of adapt to the situation. 
are there any fighters you watch growing up that you that you idolize and you kind of like you know um uh, ins- uh, that inspired you to fight in your style like you know when you when you watch fighters like I would think you're more of an Anderson Silva guy you know yeah. <laughs> no? I mean I I watch Anderson Silva but for me okay for me growing up I, I had many fighting idols yeah but I didn't have one that I kind of like hold on to dearly for like you know like that one idol who would be your top guys like you know like for like, growing up watching you know who would be your top guys that, that I'll, you... I'll say I have a lot so my first few years on my journey I I looked up to Bokau you know Bokau yeah I know Bokau yeah so yeah. I I, watched, I bought his DVD K1 Max DVD I remember yeah. watching K1 Max on the DVD and I was mm-hmm. like I looked up to my dad I was like can I is it possible that I can find it in yeah. front of thousands of people one day yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just started doing Muay Thai and he, then he said to me yeah one day you'll do it and in my mind I was like he's just saying that you know, yeah. just for the sake of saying but I was always curious can I can I do that so mm. I always look all his videos and I kind of see how he train he he trains in Thailand he run 10 kilometers a day so I kind of try to emulate that mm. uh, growing up mm. and I also go, do training camps in Thailand growing up oh, okay. to get that experience because I want to know how it's like to be like a real Muay Thai fighter. Right, they offer that, right? They offer that for, for tourists and all that. Like you can, can spend like two you weeks. You can spend like two <laughs> weeks, two months. I went, I know, I remember like school holiday and rear, two months I'll be in Thailand. Yeah, Just that's training, yeah. insane. Like yeah. living like a Thai, train like Thai, eat like a Thai. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely, that helped me mature and grow up, uh, uh, grow up in my like, like How old were you back then when you were, was, when you were doing that? 15, I was young, 15. 15? Yeah, so was, 15, you were already like spending like two weeks in that. Did your dad go with you? Yeah, my dad go, goes with me. So he really yeah. enjoys spending time with me. And so yeah. he just, because I was still young, I right, make sure mm. like I'm not going there partying and doing other stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it is Thailand yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, it is Thailand. <laughs> yeah. Know? He, he knows land, land of many possibilities. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. So make sure, you know, he's there just to keep me focused, you know. Mm. In days I want to quit, he kind of like encouraged me and motivated which, me. Which part of Thailand is that? Like, is, is it? I, I went to Phuket. So I spent a lot of time in Phuket. I spent mm. one one time in Bangkok too. So I go between Phuket and Bangkok. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's interesting because I, I when, when, my, when my family was um, having holidays in Krabi, I just decided like, you know, at that point in time, I was also training with, with Evolve. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe let's go check out one of the gyms. And like, it's a very, it's a very different kind of like um, culture that it's almost like to them, it's just a part of life, you know, Muay Thai. Yeah, like everybody's kind of like has a, um, it's a, it's a different vibe. Like you don't, you don't feel like you're in a gym, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like, yeah, it's just like what we do. We like people just wake up, brush teeth. For them, they, they wake up, they go run like ten kilometers. They mm. go, then after that, they they train, they hit mm. throw five kicks on the back, and then they go to school and come back and do a second training. Like it's nothing, you know. Like it's not taxing on the body. Was so, that your life as a teenager? So that that was my life in teenager when I was in Thailand. So when I when I right. go back to Singapore, I have to juggle between school because school in Singapore they it's a bit, I would say a bit more taxing on you. Mm-hmm, I mean, because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't like the smartest kid in school. They put me in remedial. So by the time right, I end right, school, like right. five o'clock. So by mm-hmm. the time I go to gym, I only can spend like seven to nine at the gym. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't train fully like like the Thai, like how the Thais do. They do like twice a day. They train two, three hours in the morning, two, three, three hours at night. So yeah. when I'm in Singapore, I'm able to train mostly once a day. But I make sure I, I train every single day when I'm there. But that was your aim at that point of time. Like you wanted to be a fighter, right? You wanted to to um, um, travel the world fighting. You know, you want to fight. Right? Is it is Lu, is it called Lupini? The the Lupini Stadium. Lupini yeah, Stadium, Lupini. right? You want to fight Lupini? Okay, but honestly, at <laughs> yeah. a point in time, all I could think of is I like doing this sport. 
Right. I mean, I enjoy every single time I step into the gym. Mm. I just want to keep on doing it every day. That, mm. That's all I think about. I didn't really think about how much money I'm going to make, whether it's going to be a career. I didn't, I mean, I was 15 at the time. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I love it. I love doing it. I'm just going to keep doing it. And, but deep down, I, I knew like this was like something special and I knew like this will bring me, this will bring me greatness. I know I invest all my time because I just like had that feeling, you know, you know, when you right. had a feeling in something, you know, I understand. Yeah. 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 You, so, you believe in it. I believe yeah. in it. I, I didn't know where it will take me. I mean, mm. it's no martial arts scene in Singapore. I mean, there's no like, yeah, there's no kind of fighters to idolize and say, oh, he made a career out of it. Mm-mm. But I just, I just, I just felt. I feel like that's a very good leap though for you to, to, to go into mixed martial arts because that's, that's kind of like what, what everybody is, is going to be, is, is drawing into. That's what the world is drawn to mm. now. You know, like um, people are drawn into to, to, to seeing all elements of, of fighting put into one, you know, and that's a very interesting thing. Like personally, I, I, I enjoy watching grappling matches, but at the same time, like it's either grappling matches or MMA because... Um, just it's, exciting. It's I mean, very it's dynamic. dynamic. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. never know what to expect and you it's like, it's nice because you can can be like different styles of martial art, you know. Mm, can mm. be more like a kickboxing style and more of a grappling style. And you still, mm. you know, wouldn't know who will win in the end. I think boxing is starting to make a comeback too. Like now, no, I wouldn't say starting to make a comeback, but boxing is, actually, heavyweight boxing became really popular in, in 2019. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, when you do the cross promotion and stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So that was really, that, that got me really interested in in, in, um, in, in boxing again. Yeah, to, to see to see all these boxers like knock people out. I'm like, oh, this is still happening? Like, because you focus so much on MMA, you're like, oh, I didn't know that boxing was still happening. Yeah. So do you ever box? Like, do you, did you ever go into boxing competitions and not Muay Thai? I mean, I know you're a Muay Thai guy, but have you ever tried? Always wanted back then, but I just did, I didn't have the opportunity. I mean, not say I didn't have the opportunity. I just like, I always choose like fighting Muay Thai over boxing. When I have like a boxing match or Muay Thai fight, I always mm. choose Muay Thai. Because mm. I just spend more time doing Muay Thai and just makes sense for me at a at time. Okay. So, but I mean, doing boxing, I enjoy doing boxing. I mean, my coach, Drian, at Evolve. I mean, I always train with him like, twice a week and we always sharpen our boxing skills and... Mm. That's one thing I always want to kind of improve. I mean, to get like, to get the KO hands, you know? Right, right. It's to get, to get a power. To la. get a power. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not about power. It's just, I feel it's more of like technique, you know? Mm. How to knock the guy out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, how, how, how strong the first chin is, la, right? <laughs> I mean, the chin is the chin. <laughs> la. So I think with the right timing, anyone will go down. It's not, I like that. It's like, I mean, the chin is his chin, but he hasn't met the fist. <laughs> if he meets the fist at the right timing and the right velocity, yeah, it will shut his lights out. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. So, um, weight cuts are probably one of the most toughest things uh, for, for fighters, right? Like, um, even when I was doing competitions, I, I found it very tough even to cut. Like, uh, I think I had to cut like three or four kilos because you weigh in with the ghee, right? Um, but there are a lot of fighters that walk around maybe five kilos over or six kilos over. And then when, when, when they're heading towards comp- competition, sorry, when they're heading towards their, their fights, um, or their matches, they, they cut, they have to spend a lot of time cutting weight. Right. Mm-hmm. So how is that experience for someone like you cutting weight? Um, ha- I know it's become normal now because it's your life. Right. But like, um, have you. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was hard, but as it got easier, did you find like a style that you were like, okay, this one, this this is my style of cutting weight and, and it's going to be like the, the uh, easy flow for me? For me right now, I'll say it's easier because thankfully one championship, uh, we had a kind of new regulation for weight cutting. Right. You can't cut water weight. Oh. So like, Interesting. like, you know, we used to do like water weight cut, 
mm-hmm. like all the other promotions mm-hmm. so we can like can dehydrate ourselves and weigh in mm. but overall it's not health it's not the most healthy thing to do in the long run mm. so he, uh, one championship banned that so we have to be hydrated while making weight so mm. so right so all the athletes they they can't uh dehydrate themselves to make the weight what they can do they can just but they still have to diet down on their nutrition mm. which is the healthier way you know mm. so you can kind of like like uh be on a calorie deficit be be as lean as you can that is healthy for you and weigh in on the day while being hydrated so you have to plan your weight cut a lot earlier so but i feel yeah. it's in the long run it, it it is more disciplined more rigid i feel yeah yeah definitely but it's more healthy you know it's more healthy and safe for the athletes yeah i would agree that yeah um i, I and that, also you know it's kind of put athletes to the weight class they belong mm Because mm-hmm. some some athletes will overdo the weight cut. They will let's say they will walk around eighty kilos. They'll fight at sixty six. Sure, it's a huge huge weight cut, and it's, that's insane. <laughs> insane. I mean, it's, yeah, because they want to have like the size advantage. Yeah, uh, on fight night. So, but but I feel in the long run, it's not healthy. You know, not healthy for your organs, not healthy for mm. your health, not healthy for your mental state. Mm. So yeah, thankfully one championship did that move, and now my weight cut has been a uh, pretty pretty smooth. I guess you know. Okay. I I. I would have to. St- I start dieting six weeks out from the fight. That's early, man. Early. Yeah, still, I really... still have to be disciplined because I want yeah. to be on optimal shape uh, when it comes to fight night. So I kind of reduce my body fat, even though you don't see much body fat on me. But mm. I still reduce it as much body fat as I can and try to be as lean and as as prepared in on fight day. Yeah. yeah at some point, like if 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 your body fat percentage goes like super low, so then. I guess you have to start cutting your muscle then, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, yeah. If you want to go lower now, now you fight at what weight? You you fight you at lightweight. Lightweight. Yeah. So lightweight is uh, in one championship is it's weighing at seventy seven kilos. Seventy seven kilos. So all the weight yeah. class they bump the weight class up. So seventy kilos is fatter weight. Seventy seven is lightweight. Mm-hmm. So on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do do your opponents now um know your game plan because I'm pretty sure I mean there's a lot of your fights online so I'm pretty sure a lot of your opponents now can see you know what you're good at and what you're not good at so how how do you make those kind of adjustments like do you know do you, do you know what to expect every time you fight somebody um or, or could you get a clear you know expectation I mean you can you can roughly tell from their habits or from from right. how they fight right, previous right. competition but you'll never know because for me like for example like. I've been fighting a certain way for a long time, mm. but this year, you know, I with my new coach, we just kind of decided to not change my style, but to perfect my style. Sure. And when I fight in nine October, you'll see, you'll see a di- kind of different Amihan on on fight night because mm. I'm just because I'm still young. I'm still crafting my my skills. I'm How still, old are you, bro? I'm 25 right now. Yeah. So nice. I feel like I got another 10 years in the game. So I'm still maturing the sport. So I feel my style uh-huh. will change every mm. few years here and there. So mm. so that. I feel that's that give me the edge over people. I feel I feel I'll be unpredictable. I mean, because I don't, I, I don't know about ten years, bro. Silver forty was forty plus. So yeah, I mean, I would say <laughs> just say ten years to be safe, no? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I just want to say yeah. ten years. You know, I, I if I don't have to stretch it out, I wouldn't want to stretch it out. Yeah, if you don't take a lot of damage, also. If I don't take yeah. a lot of damage, so I would say save back ten years. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's how you 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 try and adapt, lah. Yeah, right? try to yeah. adapt. Yeah, and I always oh. try to be unpredictable and kind of change. Mm. Bring something new each fight. Mm. Um, winning is definitely something very sweet when it comes to um, you know uh, competition, when it comes to uh, fights and all that. But at the same time, also you know it's a very real sport, right? MMA is a very real sport. Um, if the person is better than you, 
you know, you're going to get taken down, you're going to get knocked out, you're going to get tapped out, all that, you're going to get submitted. So I'm pretty sure for every fighter, um, losing is as much as a, a component as it is winning, right? And and for yourself, it's it's not different for you too, lah, right? You've had your wins and you've also had your losses. So tell us about like, the experience um, bouncing back from those losses or the mind frame that you had to get yourself into uh, whenever you experience those losses and, and you have to move on to the next fight. Like, how is that like with your team and also with yourself? I feel losses, lo- I mean, it's definitely a tough cut to deal with. I mean, like, mm. losses kind of hurt you mentally more than physically. Understand. So it's like a nagging thing in your head, you know? You know, you know someone... Mm. like someone beat your ass and you have any constantly remind you for a few months after the competition so like right. like for example when I, when I have my loss you know uh, initially to deal with it now it's easier because I just mature and more experienced in this mm. game so initially when I have like what, my first few losses I mean I could I always think about how I lost and I watch the fight daily and mm. I've kind of like think oh I should have done that done this and kind of affect my daily life you know it's mm. like mm. It's like the thing it keeps haunting you. It keeps reminding you of of the those bad moments. Right. But what I learned from it is everyone has, has their own journey. Because I I look everyone has their own journey and losses is just for you to grow. I mean mm. it's just a kind of like a feedback system. So you need to learn more. Right. You need right. to improve. You're not you're not ready, you're not mm. you're not all set, you know. Because I feel it's very transferable to life as well. I mean life you go through many failures. That mm-hmm. doesn't stop you from living, right? Yeah, yeah. So same as fighting. I mean, I feel a lot of fighters, you know, when they when they lose, they kind of go and they they lost self belief. Mm. They quit the sport. Some of my friends I know they quit the sport because of one loss. Mm. I have I have many losses, but I'm still here yeah. because I think of the bigger picture. Okay. And how I motivate myself. People always ask me, how do you motivate yourself? Motivate yourself after losses. Yeah. I kind of so I always picture this story in my head. I picture I'm the kind of guy I stuck through it. Uh, no matter how many loss I over I come through. Uh-huh. I, 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 I never give up. I'm mm. relentless. Mm. I'm, I'm on this like pursuit of journey, and eventually, when I achieve this goal, I will imagine a big picture. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. The bigger picture is like this is part of your journey for you to get to the bigger goal, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, in order for you to get there, it's not a smooth sail. Like you will have some wins and you will have some losses, but the losses will also shape you as a fighter in order for you to be a better fighter. Because now, not only do you know your strengths, you also know your weaknesses, right? Yep. And you can work on your weaknesses to to be a better better fighter, so that when you when you eventually do win again, you you win as a better fighter overall. Is that is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Makes you makes you like complicated. I mean, just like failures, just part of life, part of growth. You go through adversity, mm. it makes you stronger. Mm. And at 25, also, it's a very young age uh, for fighting. Young is good, lah. You know, for fighting, young is always good, right? So, um, do you feel like you've already fully developed really at 25, or do you do you still feel like you're growing? <laughs> I feel I haven't hit my prime. I mean, I really, feel, yeah? I feel usually for fighting prime, you hit around 28, 29. Yeah. So I feel I feel I'm still I'm still honing all my skills together. Yeah. putting it together and I will show, I will show for the next fight I feel really good about the next fight sure you know, I kind of really show show the world what I made of and mm-hmm. but this this not my I wouldn't say this is my best version mm-hmm. I feel like keep honing all my skills and once I put it together I feel another few years then I'll feel I'll be at my peak and prime 
Man, sometimes when I watch MMA fights, right, like you go through the, the entire five rounds, you know, those kind of five rounds, championship fights, and then you see, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I really enjoy watching classic fights, you know, and I think there was one fight, I forgot, it was Shogun versus who, I don't know, but they were like in a bloody mess, like the two of them, like for five rounds, the ref did not stop because I think the ref knows that he can go. So like, that experience alone, right, like to me was probably, when, when watching that, I was like, man, this has to be, in their minds or, or, or in these fighters' minds, like, this must be one hell of an experience that both of them put each other through. And that kind of connection, fighter and fighter, must be very special that like, like you cannot really explain, you know? So do you do you have like one of those experiences in your life where like you walk out of a fight and going like, man, that was probably like the fight of my life. I mean, you know, at, at that point, win or lose, you know, you probably was like, man, like when I was, it was in there, it was like full roller coaster adrenaline all the way. And like, probably one of the most memorable for you. Are there any of those fights that you can recall that are like that? I feel almost all my fights, you know, I have a yeah. kind of, because you kind of gain, everyone you face, everyone you compete, mm. you have a, like a certain, certain respect for your opponent. You yeah. No matter how much, like, you know, mm. how much uh, leading up to a fight, there's some like, sometimes, you know, they tra- there's some, some people trash talk, some people kind of like, mm. say like, okay, I'm going to knock Amihan out in like yeah. one round. You kind of feel feel that kind of tension between you guys. Do you, do you guys do that? Like, do no, we do don't you... really do it so much, yeah. but I mean, but still, there's, you're still going to fight each other. We can yeah. sense that trap. Even though some people don't right, say, right. you know, you know that they want to take you out, you want to take the guy, yeah. other guy out. Put it on close friends, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's what my friends do. You know, my yeah. friends will be like, you know, they'll post on, 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 on what? <laughs> close friends, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, they, 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 on, on outside, they'll be like, hey man, much respect to my opponent, but the close friends will be like, man, I'll finish this however I want. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on close friends, yeah. It's funny, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, like you said, respect, right? You, you, you respect your opponent and, and, and you find that they all give you that kind of uh, feeling. But is there anybody in particular, like throughout your journey, I'm not to say it's the best, but maybe if you could pick out some that where, even if it's in your Muay Thai fights or whatever, right? Like where you're like, man, that was like probably a very tough 12 rounds or a very tough five rounds where you're like, sometimes you sit and then like the stories you tell the people, man, you know, like halfway through the fight, maybe you, you, you got injured and then you had to fight through the injury, you know, or things like that. Do you have any one of those that you can Wait, like, Early in my career, Muay Thai, Muay Thai career, just yeah, I I was only trained for three years, yeah, and I faced a Thai guy. The first fight, I I got TKO in the third round. Oh, really? Yeah, and then and then we the, the promoter decided because it was a really good fight. I almost finished him in the first two rounds, but I just guessed out while trying to finish him, and mm. in the third round he managed to TKO me, and so the promoter decided to do a rematch like mm. six weeks later. So mm-hmm. we so I mean me and my coaches, we train, re- train really hard for it. I was like mm. 40, 15 at the time. So we mm-hmm. train really hard for it and we go back, face the same guy who just like TKO me six weeks ago. Right, right, right. And so I had, and it was also for the title, for the Muay Thai belt title. And it okay. was like hard five rounds. I mean, I got cut and bruises everywhere. Yeah. But I just stuck to the game plan. The game plan was the clinch, close the distance, knees and the elbows. And it was really, really... Every time I stood in the stool, I wanted to give up, and you know, like every time I was how old like, are you? How old I was fifteen, yeah. Okay, okay. And and at a point in time, I'm just, I was still wasn't mature in the sport, and I didn't mm. know how to conserve my energy. Right. So every round, all I would just give all out, yeah. And I would be yeah. so fatigued and tired in in every round. Yeah. And I could just remember, I just I just want to quit every round, every <laughs> round. But I just like I know, okay, okay, next round, one more round, one more, one yeah. more round. I just yeah. stuck to it, stuck to it, and I managed yeah. to get 
get my revenge on him and mm. won the the local how did, title. How did you eventually land and evolve? Like how did how did evolve eventually become the gym that you went to 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 uh to train? So I, actually, I went to US to train mixed martial to get exposure in mixed martial because mm. I was kind of keen and curious to make of mixed martial, and I had the opportunity to go to the US. Okay, and so I. Decided to continue my studies, so I did my junior and senior year high school in the US, and mm-hmm. I trained martial arts at the same, mixed martial arts at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was competing in amateur martial arts, and the head coach Heath Sims at that time at Evolve, yeah, contacted me and uh, said, "If you're ever back in Singapore, mm-hmm. want to try for the Evolve Fight Team? They are looking for local fighters, right, to join right. their team, right." So right. I had to come back to NS. Okay. So, so when I came back to NS, I. In my mind, I was like, "Why don't I just give it a try?" Mm. Because at a point in time, I was still I was doing MMA. I, I know I wanted to do MMA, but I still had, I still hasn't have a, a clue that I want to do it for the rest of my life. That this right. will be my career. Right, right. So when when I kind of joined Evolve, in my mind, like I was like, "There's so many world champions. There's all the yeah. guys like black belts. I, I'm just a like blue new fresh blue belt." Am I going to? Oh, comp- you already blue belt at the yeah, point. Okay, okay. Got my belt from Renzo Gracie in oh, the US. Okay. So yeah, I was, a, but I was like fresh blue belt, you mm, know. Mm. And I just started transitioning to MMA, and mm. I knew my gap, you know. I knew how mm. much I need to learn mm. to, in order to compete with the best. Mm. So I kind of, I didn't have that self belief at the time. So I, in my mind, I was like, okay, let me just try my luck. But one thing, one thing I knew, mm-hmm. I knew I'm kind of guy I would never give up, you know. Yeah, yeah. No matter no, no matter how hard training session, no matter no matter how hard my opponent is, keep going. I'll just keep going. Keep going. Until, yeah. Until they put me out, I'll keep going. Okay. So that that's what I knew I I had in mm-hmm. me. So I went try out. They they tried to break me. They they gave me the toughest training session for two weeks. Mm. And thankfully the the boss Shakti Siyotong saw something special in me and gave me an opportunity to join the Evolve Fight Team. So this was um this was still them try. This was still tryouts, it like was, the two weeks. It was tryouts, yeah. They scouted really? me. They wanted, and then they, uh, we had a two weeks tough tryout session. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, like right. two weeks nonstop, like every day. They so try, if you fail the it. two weeks, then you don't get it to get. You don't get the team, yeah. Right. So it just right. like it was like a test for me. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was it you along with a couple of other guys, or was it just you or what? At the time, at a point of time, it was just me. Right. We, which Usually, the tryout tryout at that time was invited only. Oh, so sure. So like sure. in different. Parts of the year they will invite a certain fighter that that they think is suitable for the team. Okay. They will they will do a tryout for them, you know, okay. with the whole fight team. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, evolve is what the, the I think the pioneer, if not, you know, for for the MMA scene in Singapore. Uh, one of the, one of the prominent ones, lah. Right. One of the prominent ones that actually, yeah, put these guys together. So it's no surprise that they will put something very tough for you, you know. Uh, eventually. Uh, to to have you make it to, to to their to their special fight team, and at the at the same time also like you've been with them for how many years? This this five this, years, yeah. Five years yeah. already, lah. Yeah, and if, I'm pretty sure you've grown a lot in that five years. Like you've got married, you know. Yeah, I've grown a lot. You, I mean, like you've got a kid. Great, like you got, yeah. I mean, you 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 uh studying now, right? Mm-hmm. So that must be something that's that's. For a 25 year old dude, when I'm 25, I was still partying, bro. At 25 years old, like, I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have anything that you have at 25. So, you know, so how how is it like now? I feel yeah, we've evolved. I grew grew a lot, not only mm. martial but in life as well. I yeah, mean, grew, I, I wouldn't be as strong as a character without without the gym, without the support everyone has around me. Exactly. Okay. And I would say you know the first day I joined Evolve, 
I mean, I just didn't have that belief I'll be like, I mean, I had, I knew I had something in me, but I didn't have the ultimate belief I'll be a world champion. After training with everyone, after training with all my teammates mm. and training partners, like, I, I kind of knew, okay, I have it in me, you know? Right. They kind of, right. because everyone, starts, we have like a support system, everyone support each other and right. lift each other up. So mm. I feel that, that helps me, you know? Helps me have that self-belief, which was already there, but I just haven't dig, dug up into, you know? Did you join any like uh, grappling only matches? Like, uh, I mean, I know you joined like Muay Thai, but you said like- I did back belt. then in in the States, you know. Oh yeah? Before, yeah. In the gi or? In, in the gi, no gi. But it was like when, on my white belt days, you know. Oh, right, I just, right, right. I did, I wanted to get exposure. I had like 30 wrestling matches. <laughs> no, I was, I was, no, because I, I, did, oh, rest, I did school, like, wrestling, like pure wrestling, pure wrestling, oh. not WWE. No, 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 I know, I know, I know. No, I will never say that, bro. Don't worry, don't worry, yeah. So, like wrestling matches as in like uh, so you wear the, yeah, yeah. wear the singlet the wrestling singlet I know, I know. so you you was, is that your base like for, for grappling like do you are you more of a wrestler guy or or you know when you were doing your jiu-jitsu it you, wasn't a base so like so let's I, I'm a Muay Thai fighter I yeah, went yeah, to yeah. US so yeah, I yeah, just yeah, yeah. okay in order to be a mixed martial fighter what what is missing from what is the missing element yeah wrestling is definitely so a wrestling is a big yeah. key wrestling and jiu-jitsu so I just focus mm. on both Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say I'm like more of a wrestler or more of a jiu-jitsu guy. Mm-hmm. I spend equally in both. Yeah. So you had your your wrestling matches. Uh, they, I don't really understand what like, they had like D one or something like you know, D one or D three. Yeah, yeah. Just depends on school. Like D one, school just, right? Yeah, D one's yeah. like like supposedly like the the better the, the elite schools, the elite uh. schools, and D two okay. like the the normal and right. D three. So who do you, where do you compete in when? Uh, so like in my in my school because I. I enrolled in like, like a private school mm-hmm. and so far, uh, so we didn't have a like, big wrestling team. We didn't have like a, had like a strong elite wrestling team like the mm-hmm. D1. We were just like a D2. We just competed mm-hmm. regional. So in my mm-hmm. mind, I, I wasn't aiming to be like, like uh, aiming to be a state champion or anything. I just want to mm-hmm. have experience in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So because I will still train Muay Thai, still train wrestling, I will still train Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I was just like, going through the school. I just, okay, picked up as a sport in school, mm-hmm. like a CCA in school. And compete in matches, but it wasn't my goal to be like a the best wrestler in the state or anything. It's super explosive too, wrestling. Like man, you know, uh, even in 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 uh, grappling matches also, when you see those guys, because they they of course they will wrestle also, you know, in in, in grappling matches. Well, it's it's it's. I think it's a it's a it's one of the scariest things, if not like um if if not from Muay Thai, it's one of the scariest things to 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 be in. I feel like because it's it's really a timing thing, right? Yeah, I mean it's timing and it's a, I feel pure aggression and <laughs> and it's it's tiring. I would say it's one of the most tiring sports, you know, besides mm. like MMA and like the combat sports. I mean, mm, mm-hmm. like it's tiring because you don't get to stall. You know, referees there. Do yeah, kind of, you don't. You can't really stall much. You yeah, and every movement, like you say, is explosive. You yeah. dra- every movement drains you drains a lot of energy. So even mm. though the match are two minutes, it's tiring as hell. Yeah, mm. it was two minute matches. How many rounds for wrestling? Three rounds, two minutes. Three rounds, but two minutes. Two, three rounds, two minutes, but your day you're gone. Yeah, you're by gone yeah. <laughs> it is tiring. Yeah. It's yeah. tough, yeah. I went through like one training session for wrestling training session just for fun. Just want to just want to be exposed to it. And it's just, dude, like being taken down is also not fun, man. Like, you know, when when, when you're flying. Yeah, someone <laughs> slam you on the back. Yeah, oh, my God. And, yeah. it, just, it, it sucks, you know. It just totally sucks, yeah. But you got to do it, right? Yeah, if you want to be better, you got to do it. So, yeah, yeah when I, the time in the US, I was just, in my mind, I was just trying to, have like a learning mindset and learn all 
any martial arts that is mm. available to me at that point of time mm. and tr- kind of see how I can put together in MMA. So it's still the process now? Are you still trying to put together or is there anything in particular that you're like, I'm really focusing on this now because this is kind of I feel like- now it's just like the mental aspect, you know? Oh. Like what, what, what I have like, well, I feel the last two years and you know, I wasn't performing at my best. It's just mental limitation that mm-hmm. that plays, plays a part. It's just me because I'm just, I've been too worrying about, I'll say more outcome orientated, you know? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. like, like when I fight, I've been worrying. Okay, what what I'm gonna do if when I win, and how is mm. gonna affect my family if I win or if mm. I lose? You know, like it be better finance for my for my family or mm. you know, I, will people will people respect me more if I win? No, I'll be worried about all these external factors that is not really important, not really relevant to the fight. Understand? Understand? Which yeah. which is easier said than done. Like okay, you just focus on the process, but at a at a at a time at a moment, I would. I was like, you know, you know, you're just too concerned about the world. You're too concerned yeah. about what people are judging you. You know, yeah. I yeah. always feel like if I win, people think me think of me highly. If sure. I lose, people treat me like a loser. So yeah. I always have that kind of paranoia, par- yeah. paranoia yeah. in my head. Yeah, just yeah. deep deep down. Yeah. So like this year, I kind of kind during actually during the quarantine, I kind of like look at the mental aspect and I kind of dig within and see mm. what was I limiting in my fights. You know. Mm-hmm. And I fi- feel that you know psychologically, that was limiting me. You know, right. I was not focused on the process. I was too focused on the outcome. Okay, okay, okay. And because because I know I know my skill because I like I said I have the best training partner in the world. I train like partners come fly in. I wouldn't name names, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sparring partners come fly in. Like good organization, world champions come spar with me. Mm. And you know I. I mean, I do good against them. Mm-hmm. If I could just bring 80% to the cage, you know, I'll be really successful. But so right. what, what's, what is limiting me is just a, is that psychological aspect of the game, which mm. I will ignore completely my whole career. Like, okay. like I don't okay. do any mental training. I don't do visualization. I don't okay. do like imagery training. I just... Yeah. Do you do meditation and stuff like right that? Right now I do like, like okay. we call it, like type, type, types of meditation. Like some meditation, you just, the, the goal is to kind of like bring your heart rate down, calm yourself down. Yeah. Uh, be more in parasympathetic state. Okay. Kind of feel like your rest and digest it. Okay. And some meditation I'll do more like a visualization. You know, you visualize the fight, the techniques, and and different aspects of the fight. Mm. So yeah, so I do different kind of mental training. Mm. So I learned that through school and through people I meet. You know, through like when I talk to lecturers and I do my own research and stuff. Yeah. Since it's a very big aspect of your life, right? Fighting and you 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 live, breathe, and eat. Fighting. Do you do you still spend time in your leisure time to watch MMA fights? Yeah, I do. Wa- <laughs> I do watch MMA fights, but yeah. I mean, for me, I but I don't. I don't go crazy on it, you know. Because, right. Because right. I have to have to balance like right now with school with family, mm, 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 mm. and I spend a lot of time at the gym. If I yeah, how old is your how old is your kid? Uh, you have you have eight. one on the way, right? No, no, no. Oh, wait, my kid's eighteen months right now. Eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yeah. You only have one child, one, right? One child. One child. Okay. Enough. Okay. You know, I <laughs> <laughs> one child is enough for now. Yeah. So 18 months. Yeah, 18 months. Boy, girl? It's a boy, yeah. It's a boy, right, right. So does he know that you fight now? Is it at a point already? Yeah, he, they he can knows, see? He, he's, can see. He, he understands and like every time he comes to me, he's like, Papa training. He's like, ah. shadow boxing in the air. <laughs> it's just cute to see. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so like, I have to kind of divide all, you know, like my, my training and when mm. I go home, I, I want to be completely devoted to my family, you know, spend spend that quality time with my wife and my my kid, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he's young, he needs the attention. So I just don't get 
a lot of chance to watch a lot of fights, you know, mm. like as a as a fan, you know. Who are those guys that are always in your corner that 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 um that you you will always need in your corner every time you fight? Like you know, who are the who are the main guys that like would not only benefit you, uh, technically from from listening to them cornering, but also help you, um, you know, your spirit wise, uh, you know, for for you to. Like, I would say like the one constant that be in my corner, like for spirit. Sp- Spirit wise, it was mm. my dad. I mean, he's my right. dad. Since I was fourteen, he's always been in the backstage and he always walk out uh to the fights with me and sure. he's always been there for me. So I feel like with his presence, I always you know mm. have like a like a strong stronger, I don't know, just it's like a strong stronger spirit, stronger vibe to fight. You know, like mm. have to. I kind of not have to have to his presence, but I enjoy his presence. Does he help? There's one thing, one yeah. thing that is constant throughout my whole fight career in like ten years, sir. Does so he help you keep grounded? Like, like every time. Yeah, he like, keep grounded. He doesn't say anything. The funny thing is that he, he don't have to say anything. He don't have to do anything. Yeah. Just look at me. Yeah. I look at him. And like understand. Yeah, language and wow. we understand each other. So because he's been in my corner since like since I was fourteen. So like mm. always like watching me during training. He's mm. uh so always he never miss any fight. No, since I was fourteen, never miss any fight. He's really always present. So just one one thing that has been constant is was he in the US with you? Or? Yeah, he was he was with me whenever I have a fight. So not always because he right. had to work at the time. Mm-hmm. So but he always uh, whenever he's done with work, he will mm. fly down to US a few months, stay with me, and go back and forth. Mm. Yeah. Do you? How do you feel the MMA scene in Singapore has grown now? Like because uh, obviously you know with people like you, you know um, people like Tiffany, all those guys, um, they they have set the bar now. I will say you know I don't. I mean, uh, I, I I don't know if it, this this is the first generation of like true Singaporean MMA fighters, but I haven't re- I don't really know of anybody before you know these main names. You know, like, I feel like we, like you say, you know, we are like we're not the first generation. There are yeah. generation before us, but yeah. we are more like the first generation to popularize MMA. Yeah. in Singapore, it's like, like yeah, me, Tiffany, and yeah, so and the so, rest, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, how is it coming right now? I feel you know everyone I talk to. They are. They know what MMA is. You know, mm. that's a good sign. You know, it's getting more well known, more common, and they right. understand the context of the sport. Mm. And I feel you know, another forgive five ten years, it'll be a norm. You know, it makes martial just be a norm. It'll be everywhere. And yeah, and hopefully you know, I will want to encourage like schools to have it in their CCAs. It's good self defense to learn. You know. Yeah, it it I don't. Feel. Yeah, it not only teaches self defense. It also teaches a lot of discipline. You know, a it lot. Teaches a lot of values, you know, like discipline and also commitment. Yeah, commitment and yeah, and it gives you a lot of confidence. You know, it does. A lot of kids, you know, go even me growing up. I mean, just I'm. I don't know about you, but growing mm. up, we just didn't have the most confident. I mm. wasn't the most confident kid in school, and mm. I can. And I feel you know, martial arts is one of those sport that kind of gives you more confidence. Just something about being physically strong, being able, right. knowing that you're able to defend yourself. Understand. Just gives you that sense of confidence. It's just a confidence, confidence to start with, you know. Yeah. And there you can kind of translate to the real life setting. I mean, it helps that you look at someone and be like, yeah, at least I can kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know. <laughs> at least I can kick his, his ass. ass. Like, yeah. Whatever, right? You know, he's maybe a smart, or whatever. But if it comes down to primal instincts, yeah, I know I'll I'll, I'll be the one. Yeah. So so yeah, man. So next next fight, huh? On the ninth, huh? So are you all good? Like like is is the preparation um down to its finishing touches, or are we still halfway through the training mark now? I mean, we just got like one hard week left. Yeah, and then we just like kind of tapering down, tapering down the volume intensity. We remain the same. How long do you take to taper down? Like a week? Basically, ten days. You know, ten days. Ten days. Yeah. Basically, we don't taper the uh 
intensity we tip tip down volume like for example you train twice a day six times a week mm. I'll cut it into half so like once a day you know mm. my session so instead of one hour it'll be a half an hour session mm. but it's still going 100% intention because you want to keep the intensity up You know, you also you also don't want to injure yourself during training. You don't want to injure. You don't want to yeah. overtrain. You kind of want to pick accordingly. You know, you want mm. to kind of be your best possible shape. Yeah, physically and mentally on yeah. on like a fight day. Yeah, cardio right now for you must must not be a problem then because you have a Muay Thai base, a very strong Muay Thai base. You know, you usually could last like I would say that you could last five rounds no problem. I mean, I I feel it's not it's not. Every everyone competing should be able, should be able to last last five rounds. You know? You'll be surprised, man. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, I mean have I mean, you watched some of these fights? <laughs> no, but but I will say, you know, the reason why people, you know, when you get something about getting, you know, when you get hurt, when you get yeah, hit, yeah, takes yeah, a lot yeah. of win out of you. People does, fans don't see, you know, we say he trains so much, he runs so much. Why mm. does he look gas after the first round? Mm. I mean. It's, Because I'm taking hits, you're taking, taking damages. Hits, there's yeah, like yeah, a, there's yeah, like yeah. the factor of adrenaline, there's factor yeah. you're getting hit, there's factor of nerves, you know. Mm, 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 you know, sometimes you just don't feel right mm. on mentally and on that night. So a lot of a lot of factors to consider, you know. That's why some fighters pick up like after like the third round, you see them suddenly getting a second win, you mm. know, and they're like more confident when it comes. Yeah, because into- maybe they just didn't have a good warm up, and it just takes them a while to get going, you know. Yeah, you yeah. see some some fighters like some fighters start start out strong, but you know, kind mm. of. Expand their energy too fast. Have you had those kind of moments during fights where, like, you were so gassed and so tired that you felt like, man, I don't know if I have anything left in me, you know? And you had to like really, really dig deep into the back of your head to find that 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 you know that that little piece of spirit or little piece of yeah, I had, motivation. I had that, that moment, remember you talked you talked to me about that 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 fight. I almost get Amba. Yeah, I almost kind of gave up that that Kimura, that Kimura and Amba. Mm. I was like. I shouldn't even get into that position mm. because I was fertig. If you see the fight, I was completely fertig. Yeah. So I kind of gave that position. I shouldn't be in that position in the first place. It's a mistake, lah. It was a mistake. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah. So I kind of had had to battle through it in, in my mind, you know. Like my mind was telling me to, my mind body was telling me to give up, but I kind of have to say no, no, no. It was the last like, bit, like, really. Last yeah. bit. So I was just yeah. I have to get through this. Mm. And once I cross that barrier, I kind of have a second winner, you know. I yeah. Could, I I got through the finish here. Yeah. Must be really exciting, huh? When you get that second win and you're out, and you're like, oh fuck, I'm actually out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, I man. mean, it's, like I said, it's like battle of the mind, knowing that you know you don't give up to because don't give up internally. Because the last thing you want to know, you know, the last thing you want to do is like yeah. you, you knew you fought and you know you lost because mm. you you kind of you quit in yourself. You, you know? quit. That's the worst feeling, you know. Yeah. You know, the opponent didn't defeat you. You yeah. defeat yourself, yeah. Yeah, and also to 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 walk out knowing that hey, I actually had a little bit more in me, yeah, yeah. and you I didn't just give all yeah, you got. Yeah. If really, you give all you got, no matter the outcome, you still be happy. We yeah. won't really be. It won't really affect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fights yeah. that affect you when you know you didn't give it all. Yeah, and you don't want to risk that lah, because like you say, it will haunt you. Uh. If yeah, you didn't give it your yeah. all, it will keep following you, and you'll be like, oh man, like if if only I just. Yeah, I still think about like 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 uh, losses sometimes, you know, like like uh, especially in competitions. Also, sometimes I really still think about like you know, go and be like, mm, actually, I had a little bit. I could have done a little bit more, you know, but I didn't, you know. But but you know, that's for somebody that does it as leisure, you know. <laughs> but for somebody yeah, that does it as a as a sport, I imagine it must be like 10 times more. But moving yeah. forward, right now, you know, for me, mm. I'm over my losses. I mean, I don't. It doesn't really affect me a bit right now, you know. Right. I'm right. like I'm. Conf- that's good, man. I'm just confident. Being the person who I am, not regardless of me in the cage, whether I win or lose in the cage, you know, I don't really, I separate those feelings. I used to put it together. I used to be like, 
if I lose, I'm not a confident person. If I mm. win, I'm the most confident person. You know, I kind of mm. correlate that with my life. So for me, I see, I kind of like, separate it, you know? Yeah, that's why it's very important for us to know what's what to expect in this coming fight. You know, it's very important for us to know what uh, that we're gonna see from you uh, in 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 this uh, in this upcoming uh, you know bout that's gonna happen. Um, because you have mentioned that it's now a new version of you, and and it's, it's also it's it's not only you have that experience uh, wins. It's also you. Uh, it's an army that has experienced losses as well. So it's kind of like it's it's brewing into. Uh, 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 I will say a new and improved version of you, right? Which is which, which is I'm sure a lot of fight fans are very interested to see, right? So leading to the ninth, right? What would you say that um, what what will be the mental um preparation getting into this, and also what can we sort of like expect to see at this point of time on the ninth? I mean, in my mental preparation, I mean I'm going, I'm gunning for the finish for this fight. Nice, and and I'm. I'm putting a, like like what me and my coach we talk about we talk about this mental pressure you know sure. it's the pressure when you step in the ring and you go you go against your opponent and without throwing any strikes the opponent mm. should feel threatened almost mm. like you have kind of a, an aura around you okay so I've been working on that a lot you know understand and 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 I'm just explaining to you guys right now but you guys will understand what I'm talking about on fight night so right, that's what I'm trying right. to emulate you know that that mental pressure that that not necessarily I'm throwing like 100 strikes in a minute, you know. Mm. I'm just mm. going, staying at his face. Mm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to I've kind of let him off until I do my job, you know. Mm. Mm. So, so but, I will just give you a hint. Like, I'm just working a lot on that mental pressure. Nice. But you, you guys will understand once you see the fight. Right now, it's actually, I'm pretty sure it's different because you don't really have um, the uh, audience you know, to give you that kind of uh, hype, you know, that that hype, that, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just you and your you and your opponent and the people that matter inside the vicinity. And I'm will that affect you in any way, or is it no different? I feel as a fighter, regardless whether the spectators or not, you got to fight. You got to fight. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Co- it's, co- it's a competition at the end of the day, and mm. and the, the end goal is the same. No, mm. you're still trying to prove who's the better fighter. Nice. So for me, I just focus on that. I don't. I right now okay right now the crowd is not in the factor so I mm. just don't it's le- in my mind just less thing to worry about yeah you know yeah less thing I'm just gonna be just more focus on focus on my opponent and get the job done yeah mm. ladies and gentlemen Amir Han Amir Han MMA follow him on all socials <laughs> thanks for having me <laughs> thank nice you so much man thank you so much for being here man ladies and gentlemen it's a more better podcast uh Keep touch, uh, keep in touch, and uh, come back soon. Anytime, you know, I'll, I'll be more than happy to welcome you back. Thank you so much for spending your time here, you know, and talking to me. And uh, for those of you who are who are listening, do check out Amir Han's fights. Uh, I hope this will inspire you to become, uh, uh, you know, to to watch fights, you know, and also incorporate the kind of mental strength and tenacity that Amir Han has. Thank you very much, bro. Thank you very much. All right, All right. thanks for having me again. All All right. See you soon. Yeah. See you, brother.